This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. We've been having so many new listeners, so if you are a new listener, welcome bringing you in with open arms. You can listen to this episode for free like you're doing, or you can actually watch the full interview on Patreon. There are multiple tiers and this episode is available to all tiers. I do offer different things on Patreon as well. So in addition to you being able to watch this video, you will be able to watch previous interviews as well as additional content that I've been putting up there. Um, I have true crime and witchcraft, witchcraft histories, information about the witch trials. I do Uh, tarot basics and all kinds of things over on patreon and if you're interested in mentorship and getting um, readings with me every month then i offer that on patreon as well that is linked in the description below and if you are interested in merch from the website in readings and anything else getting to know the podcast a little bit more getting to know me as the host a little bit more you can go to covenofrejects.com. With the energy that's been going on lately, it was so nice to just switch it up and have just a brand new style of guest. I have my friend Raven on, and she um, works with Louisiana voodoo and Native American magic and... I don't even know what the proper term for that is. And that was probably like not it, but you know what I mean? It was so nice to have her on. Um, What I really want to say going into this is that I really appreciated being able to have such an open conversation and be able to ask questions and things that usually you're not talking about on the internet because you're getting shut down or somebody takes it the wrong way and all that you can do is have you know three minute back and forth videos and whatever it was really nice to sit down with somebody and get her perspective um and as always somebody's perspective doesn't have to be your own but you can still respect somebody for having their own perspective having their own practice not putting judgment on what somebody else is doing it doesn't have to work for you for it to work with them so If you're a new person coming to the podcast, that is what this is all about. Every week there are stories from from people who practice their spirituality in different ways. They have all different backgrounds and different reasonings and thought processes and conversations and energy exchanges with spirit, with gifts. And you get to learn about that person and then about why they practice the way that they practice. And it's all an open area, zero judgment. Um, So I was really excited to extend that energy to Raven. And here is her episode. Hi, Raven. Welcome to Covenant Rejects. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I wanted you to be on the podcast for a hot second. And um, I was asking if anybody had recommendations for somebody who does palmistry. And I wasn't even sure if that's what it's called, but it's something I really want to dive into. And you were tagged. And so here we are. Yeah, like three people tagged me. <laughs> I was like, right? yeah, it's me. <laughs> There's that's a me. lot of stuff about palmistry on TikTok that is so misconstrued. It's crazy. Everything on TikTok is misconstrued, hence why we have to come to outside sources to educate people. Oh yeah. It's like you see that one, there's a lot going around with that one creator. Um, and I'll make videos trying to explain to people. 
if anybody ever tells you when you're getting your palm dread that they can see into your future, no. It's about palm reading that looks into your future at all. You can see what's happened. It's like roadmaps and they grow. The older you get, they're going to grow along with you. Like, oh. like when they take your fingerprints, like if you ever get arrested, uh, they only take your fingerprints. Your fingerprints grow too, but they stay the same. They'll get like more intense. Some lines will form, but for the most part, they'll stay identical to for your whole life. But your palms and your wrists, you're going to get more lines. You're going to grow. They're going to grow. You're going to be able to see like any, they're like big episodes in your life. Yeah. On your palm with the way the, say like your lifeline, which is this one right here that curves around. It's going to curve around. It's going to attach to what they call life bracelet. And this is kind of like a tree trunk. Every ring is like 10 years you've been on the third. Like I have the one down here, two, three, four, and I'm 43. So it's crazy. That's fucking you, cool. It makes grow as you go and you'll get more lines. It'll um, define itself. Like you can take your kid's palm print and look at it a couple years down the road and it's going to look different. I'm really excited to talk with you and to like learn a little bit more. I love hearing... Um, like misconceptions cleared up because people don't actually like educate themselves necessarily before they talk. And when it comes to like spirituality and things, it's all so new that people are, are talking about it and discussing it that I feel like people don't know where they should be going for actual information and what is accurate as opposed to what's not. Um, I would like to dive into a little bit about who you are. So how do you spiritually identify yourself? I am, I just tell it, I'm, I'm a swamp witch, and that is a very, I guess, distinct, not distinct, but it's different from what a lot of people get to do, because of where I'm from, the region I'm from, what I was born into, because I'm blood born into Louisiana voodoo, and I had my initiation when I was 18, it was like a whole three-day event, like, it consists of a blood ritual, and all kinds of different things and some of it I don't even remember because it was like peyote induced sort of thing you know <laughs> it's like and it being way back then and I have a lot less brain cells now than I did back then so uh but I'm also eclectic I do regular witchcraft along with doing my voodoo and my root work and all that and I created something of my own for myself it's like when you see me on TikTok telling people, you have to find who you are. You have to find who you are in your soul. You have to find who you are in your heart. And you got to just take it from there and go. Like the one thing that you want to focus on at that one point in time, because when they first start, everybody's like, there's so much, there's so much, there's so much of everything as a whole. But what do you want to focus on? What do you yeah. want to look about? What do you, what is your heart and your head telling you? There's something inside your head that made you come this direction. What did it tell you to do? And they were like, oh yeah, this. And I'm like, well then start there. Learn about your protections and your shielding and your grounding and learn how to protect yourself. And that's not a small task. There's so much no. absolutely insane. Uh, I really love that you stand on that. And I think it's why I like following you because you do share what you do in your specific practice, but you also are like, you can't do a lot of the things that I do. I just want to talk about it and I want to support you finding what works for you. And we need, I feel like we need more of that energy where it's, I'm going to show you this, but this is mine, but it gives you the freedom for you to express yourself your way. Yeah, it's, that's where a lot of the disconnect comes in. And I try to explain, because people think I have something against Wiccans, and I don't. <laughs> I really don't. I have so many of them that are friends, like uh, Morgana Moonwater. Her and I talk frequently. But she will even tell, like, the beginner witches, okay, look, Wicca and traditional are two completely different animals. And that's one thing I try to explain so much. 
like there's a difference between the two. One started long way back with the old gods and one started in 1940 with Gerald Gardner. And that's a whole other can of worms to get into. Um, and once you explain that to them, it's kind of like mind blowing for a lot of them. Like, wow, that makes sense. Like something so simple can make so much sense to them quickly. Oh, okay. That's why when I say the old ways, a lot of people are like, well, what do you mean the old ways and doing things? Because you've got to find your way. And doing Wicca, it's not a bad way to be. It's a religion for, if you want to be in a religion and still have that stability and have that wall up of safety and threefold and karma, then do it. To each their own. But don't let anyone push you into that if you don't want it. If you're not scared of taking that next leap and jump over to just doing it your way and opening up things and looking down roads and just learning different paths, the eclectic part of it, then do it. Don't let any one person, that's a lot on that app that has to do with, there's people who want to tell people you can and can't do that. And this is simple stuff. I'm not talking about like with closed practices and stuff. There's a lot of people who like to uh, do a lot of things you're not supposed to when it comes to that, <laughs> but with little stuff, like the high priestess mentality, I call it, they'll read a book and then go and tell people, I've been doing this for five, six years, and you've been doing it for five or six weeks after you read the book, and you're thinking people aren't going to notice. People are going to notice, <laughs> especially when you start saying things, like certain things, and I'm just like, and then those are the types of people that'll get into like the little clicks, and that's the, the crazy, it's where the craziness comes from because they have their little group and it's so many different ones. It's not just one, there's many. There's thousands, hundreds of thousands of us on there. <laughs> like, it's crazy. What's been funny since starting the podcast is that I've noticed all the different like clicks and things. And with, you know, interviewing people, people are gonna like, oh, you should talk to my friend, blah, blah, blah. They do such and such or whatever. And so I've gotten to know the energy of like different clicks of people. And I, I do think that it's funny how everybody's like energy is different depending on what it is that they are like practicing. And the second that I start to see that they're like, um, this is the only way that you can do that or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep your interview up, but I'm going to move along and I'm not going to interview anybody else in this circle. And I'm going to just keep it pushing. Um, I was having a conversation with my husband the other day regarding Wicca and witchcraft because he was raised with Wicca, his mom doing Wicca. And that is very like, it's very structured the way that you call a circle and it's very structured, the things that you can and can't do. And they, um, his mom specifically, if she was going to banish anything or work with any energy or yield energy in any way, she used a wand and very specific. And so yeah. he doesn't understand anything that I do. And I'm like, I am not Wiccan. I do witchcraft. I am not Wiccan. And I recently had somebody reach out and say, I'm interested in getting into crystals and, and um, starting to do spell work. Is that Wicca? And so for people listening that don't know, uh, there is witchcraft and you can do tons of different forms of witchcraft. And then you have Wicca, which is a religion and they use witchcraft in that religion. And yes, there is like witchery in there. But Wicca is its very own personal thing. And so you can research Wicca and you can like some of the things that come with it and you can apply it into your practice. It doesn't make you Wiccan. Yeah, because if you look up the definition of Wicca, it falls under a religious tenet. And it says that's one of the first lines in it. And I'm like, this right here should tell you, but it doesn't get explained to a lot of people. And I get so much like backlash from they're like, oh, you just don't like Wiccan. No, I love Wiccans. <laughs> I've got several of them that I talk to. But when I start explaining how where one started and you can look like the word Wicca 
it comes from the word witch a it's like a masculine term for a witch way back in the well i want to say 12th century i may be wrong but it's somewhere around there uh but that's where you got that from and gerald gardner wanted to well he did it's like he wanted the control he had to have that control it was like his little thing and i always tell people what wicca turned into today that's not necessarily what he wanted back then because he was like this i'm the man i'm in control i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be done this way and there was a it just went from there but it's so like you said structured and i feel like it's a safe place for a lot of beginner witches mm -hmm. also there's a lot of toxicity when it comes down to it like i did it for i went down several paths like there's not really one that you could tell me about that i didn't like go down and read what i wanted to learn from it and what i got from it i'd start somewhere else but i did that for a year and a day and I decided, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to put myself into some type of like coven. And the one that I found, I started getting to know people on Facebook a couple years ago. That's where I got the whole high priestess mentality from because this, this woman was just absolutely, it's my way. Even if you do a spell, you have to ask my permission first. I didn't even fully go into how long what I've done. I've been a witch, I'm blood born into this. I didn't tell them. I didn't tell them because I knew from being around her since like I read people's energy. If I would have started breaking that down to her, she would have just been, she would have either pushed me out or just like, no, no, you, you're not right. It's one of those situations where you're not right. And there's a lot of toxic, they call themselves cousins, but it's just like flicks. A real genuine cousin, that's one of the most badass things you can possibly witness. But it's hard to find one. Yeah. It's really hard to find one. And when you do, it's like a it's like the unicorn. Like you're gonna find it one day, but you have to really work hard to get to that part to see if you can possibly find one because there's a lot of toxic ones out there. Social media is toxic all by itself, but <laughs> there's like in, in our community, it's if you're lost and if you're going through any type of like emotional, mental, anything disconnect and you're just looking for a place to belong, there's going to be those people who try to suck you in for their benefit, not yours. And that's why I try to make people understand it's okay to travel this journey by yourself and figure out who you are before you stick yourself in a situation like that, especially if you're coming into it lost to begin with. Find yourself first. Don't stick yourself in the palm of somebody else's hand that doesn't want anything good, but just for themselves and not anybody else around them. It's dangerous. And this is kind of why I have Coven of Rejects, right? Where like, you're not finding your people in these other formats and these other ways. You don't have the freedom to be yourself. And that's evolved into like doing mentorship and classes where you know, we're talking about ways to get to know yourself and what you want to practice and, and the things that you believe in and learning that that's all okay. Our first um, class, we talked about different kinds of circles that you can have and how depending on who you work with and what you believe in, you're going to call different things to your circle. You're going to have different physical objects in your circle. You're going to use elements in different ways for different things. And we learn how to encompass all of those things and, and to make your own craft. And I think that that's what we need is not everybody having all of these, like, these are what you have to be doing and where you have to fit in. And if you're going to be a part of this group, you've got to do it this way and that way, which links into, I have questions for you. Um, I don't usually come to the podcast with questions, but, um, you're fascinating to me. And if you don't mind, I'd love to like direct us a little bit and like learn more about you. I'm an open book. So have fun. <laughs> <laughs> so your, um, your upbringing, you were raised in, can you explain exactly that? Um, I want to put as much respect on it as possible. So the, uh, the title of whatever you were raised in, can you educate me on that? Okay. So where I was raised at, it's a small town in South Louisiana. When I'm telling you small, it is an island with 
probably five or six hundred people on it. There's one bridge. You go in, you go over that bridge. That bridge ever goes out, be lucky you have a boat because that's the only way you're getting off of it. It's like small town swamp period. And there's certain ways people are down there. It's extremely, if some person sneezes, somebody's going to know what time and when. So you have one group, which is like my mom's side, like my mom's side of the family. That's where me being a witch comes in because like my aunties, and that's the indigenous side. Uh, they were like that from the time I was born. It's what they've done since back, way back. Like my great grandparents were even into it and it just comes along with, it all like works in and plays together with being practitioners and spiritualists and all that. And then they became what they wanted to become, which like because they did a lot of things that my great-grandmothers didn't do. Some of them didn't even like cast spells and stuff. They were just like medicine women. Uh, and then you have my dad's side, the Creole side, and that's his mom and dad raised me, and they were Roman Catholic. So <laughs> I had the summers with my aunts growing up, and then I had the rest of the time with my grandparents and my dad's parents. And that was a battle between them because my mom passed away when I was about seven months old. And I never, I don't remember her, but I went to live with my dad's parents. And my aunts would take me on the summer, but that's only when they were living down there. And I even went to Catholic school for three solid years. They put me in Catholic school. My grandmother wanted to do everything she could to keep me away from what my aunts do. It's like she and here you are doing it. Yeah, it's like as soon as they passed away when I was like 15, because I was born really late in my dad's life. He was almost 40. So he's like, you know, he had me super late when he met my mom. They just my dad was married when he met my mom. That's why I have a stepmother that he was married to 10 years before I was born. Oh, so your stepmom is his just original wife. Does she treat you differently because you're, yeah, I wondered how that dynamic would be. She hates me. That's why she, I, she didn't like mess with me when I was growing up. She That's so fucked up because it's not your fault that your mom was hoeing out <laughs> or your dad was hoeing out. My mom, my dad too, man. He's still doing it. Dude's almost like 80 years old. Really? Like when you're almost, don't do that. Like, no, I worked at a bar down there. From the time, okay, small town Louisiana once again. I was working at that bar when I was 15, 16 years old. Because I ended up getting pregnant with my daughter. who's The one, bar where your parents met? There's only one bar that's been down there and will remain down there. It's still there. Sweet Jesus. Like, this sounds still, like some inbred shit, friend. Yeah, that's why I didn't <laughs> date anybody from there. They were like, how come you don't date so-and-so? Because he's my cousin. Like, No. There's only 500 people and everybody be fucking. Everybody. It's like, oh, don't think, oh, I could bring you down there and point out that's their sister, but they're married. That's how okay. I lived in a, a little community. It was called like the village and it's like a fishing town. Was. And yeah, it's like, it's always the village, the village. <laughs> and it's like, everybody runs shrimp boats, trawl boats. People work offshore, but the people who work offshore come from towns like where I'm at right now in Texas. That's how I met my ex-husband. He went down there to work and I was working at the bar and I met him for a couple months and then I'm moving my ass over to Texas. I'm really glad that you moved so that we didn't have another fucking generation in that goddamn bar. <laughs> I'm sure you are too. And I even made sure my daughter got out of there. Like I made sure like her ass is in college. She's doing her thing. She's going to be a vet. She's good. <laughs> like she got her out of there. But I had her when I was young. I got pregnant with her when I was 15. So I learned my lesson the one time, the first time and the only time. And I struggled and I struggled and shit ensued from there. Like I have, I could sit here possibly for an entire weekend. Shit that went down and happened in my place. Uh, but like, say with my magic part though, I would go and stay with my aunts during the summer. It was kind of like, they, my grandmother would only let me stay there for like two weeks. She knew the type of shit that they did. 
she'd call them the devil, wicked, they're horrible. But that's her. She was full on Catholic. Like when I went to Catholic school, I had weekly, I possibly had two or three yardsticks broken over my ass <laughs> because like I asked questions. Like I wanted to know about, okay, the Noah's Ark and like, how does that make sense? I would question it and I would get in so much trouble. And whenever my grandparents passed away, they passed away like three months apart. That's whenever I stopped going to school. And I ended up going to later on, I got my geeks and stuff, but I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm, I'm out. Like I was pregnant going to Catholic school and they would just put me like in the back corner away from everybody because I was the black sheep of the school. Like <laughs> they were assholes. And the only reason I would go there and they continued to let me go there, even with some shit I told I even got caught selling weed. Like, church? <laughs> That's fine. I was making out with boys on the tables out back instead of going into whatever the Wednesday service thing was. Yeah. Ohana's like, or whatever. We'd all go to church during like for, for lunch or like after lunch, you'd go to take all your classes and stuff and we have to go to church after lunch, like go and do our prayers and stuff. And we'd all be sitting there exchanging like blunts. And, you know, I was teaching one girl how to roll. I use the pages of the Bible. It's the best if you run out of regular. I still can't roll. And I just wish I'd gone to Catholic school and I'd learned on Bible paper now. Cause I tell yeah. you what, I would be so motivated with Bible paper. That's where I learned. I was, I was desperate. Somebody said, oh no, that's the thing. I said, I got desperate. And I said, it looked like rolling paper. So we used it. Like, I really like, I should have went and got my, cause I have my uh, Bible that I had. It's all downstairs in my garage. And, and I still have like where the papers are ripped out, like in perfect squares. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, I love it. Okay. So what is the difference between, um, Louisiana voodoo versus like other forms of voodoo there's like three different types there's the Haitian which was bought over is a lot it's like it's almost identical but whenever you bring stuff over I know I see your kitty it gets warped and then you also put your Native American heritage and and traditions into your form of voodoo right it turned into like they have like the Haitian and then the African and then Louisiana voodoo. Louisiana voodoo is like a combination of a lot of different things, like my indigenous side and the Creole side. Because according to anybody on my dad's side, there was nobody ever like me. I'm the only like person that's ever acted like this or wanted to do this. I have news for him. I work with my ancestors when I do anything. I have ancestors on both sides that practice. And if I try to even attempt to like talk about that, no, you're the devil. Like they even tried to keep my daughter away from me whenever they realized I was gonna start doing this like full on. They were like, oh no, when she was a kid. And I'm like, you can't keep my kid away from me. Like, no, like just because I'm doing something you don't like, but being from a small town, it was, they have their ways, but It was, say, like when I say I'm a swamp witch, there's certain things that you can do, like, with, say, reptiles that you wouldn't think about doing with regular, like, fiction, but they do do those certain things that they will get It's like it's just a twist of things, and they bought it over. It's a different version of it. It's more of like a the Cajun Creole version of it because it's just like deeply rooted like the swamp and all the mystical shit you get when it comes to that. So it kind of became its own thing when it came Christmas. And there was a lot of that like back in the day because I love reading about everything. Uh, there's just so much to it. Like I don't even know for where to begin. Like with the chickens and the roosters, and there's just so many things you do. When people hear that, they automatically think, "Oh, it's it's dark and it's evil." No, it's extremely powerful and protective, and it's just it's something I can't explain. But then, if I try to start explaining it, 
there's a whole community that'll try to snap that too. They're like, no, you're not supposed to talk about that. That's okay. I no, I get it. Um, I'm actually fascinated. I have a friend who is a Yaya in Paolo. And um, I don't know if that's considered voodoo, if it's related to voodoo, but um, she's told me I've always done like tarot readings and mediumship readings for her and her husband. And then she's always like worked with her muerto for me and um, like taught me like just things along the way. And I, um, she's been like, I can't tell you about that. So like never repeat it. And I'm like, okay. But one thing uh, she told me I was allowed to repeat was this one. I was having, I was having issues with like, um, this extreme like bullying and like having my name drugged through the mud and whatever. And she got, she called me and she's like, I'm fucking done with it. I'm shoving that bitch's name up a chicken's ass. <laughs> and I was like, what? And so she ended up telling me about this like whole ceremony and whatever. And, and I fucking love it. Live black chicken. Yeah. You can also do it with a pig, a live black pig. Everybody's like live animals. And I'm like, well, there's a lot if you go into the old. They're not ways. alive after they do what they do. Yeah. It's like it's a it's 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 not for the weak, <laughs> put it that way. It's very powerful and very um say like I I can say this over this last full moon. Being where I'm at in this house, it's hard for me to do stuff in this little condo we have. So I have like this little room that's like where my altar set up that's behind like the big AC unit and stuff. It's like a small, it was supposed to be like a, a where I put the mops and the brooms and all. Oh, yeah. like, this is going to be my little altar area and I have to keep a sheet up. So when the maintenance people go in there, it still freaks them out. They won't come into my house unless I'm here. The guy says, I'm not going in there. That scares the shit out of me. Come in there with me. <laughs> like it's just candles and stuff, you know? But it's like my skulls and my all my stuff that I use. Uh, but I did a in here my first live sacrifice in in, in here, and it was it's kind of special when that happens because it's like I was doing something extremely powerful over this moon, and in, where I do my magic, I do like I shape shift my other of who I am and that falls along the lines of lichen territory because that's without saying as too much because it's like a big <laughs> like okay no and and I think that's what's difficult too and like why I haven't interviewed anybody yet that like practices any form of like voodoo divination or anything is because I understand that there's so much that you cannot talk about and also maybe even that you want to talk about and you're like I don't know what the like parameters are things marionettes because I work with marionette and Legba and Mama Bridget and Marie and sometimes Baron Somebody and um Grand Bois and he's like the granddaddy granddaddy of them all mm -hmm. and those were who I was working I can say that those were who I was working with over this last that's why yesterday when I did that video sitting on the couch, I looked like all life was drained out of my body <laughs> because I had the doctors all day yesterday, which is like my therapist and shit, but uh, I was just still drained from the three day working that I did, but it was just because of the moon, the moon phase and being indigenous, that part of me, I work with the moon so much that it's just the moon is a lot. And I worked. It's like I've taken something, and people ask me, "How do you how do, how do you know you're a swamp witch?" Basically, where it comes from. But it's the only way I know how to put what I am because I don't just do the voodoo part. I don't do just the root work. I've taken regular witchcraft and like molded it into who I am. Here's what you get. This I do a lot of different shit. <laughs> so it's and I'm one of those people. I'm not. When I hear about rules and stuff and witchcraft, and my mind goes straight to Wicca. Like anything rule-based, like you have a rule, that's not regular. It's witchcraft, some things that there's, there's rules of the magical realm, yeah. But 
like with spells and stuff or cards and like no like that's just do what your your brain and your heart tell you stop listening to this one and that one I always feel like people are the people who are the loudest about practicing are the people who are the most uncomfortable and they have to fit everybody else into a box for their comfort level. Um, so I had some people that are in one of the classes that I teach. I told them I was going to have you on and I had a couple of um, topics or questions that they brought. So one says, um, so I told them that I was having a bruja on the podcast and that's, that's all that I talked about. And one of the messages is, is it so close that you can only be born into it or have family ties, or can you be invited in through teachings by someone who is already a bruja? Is there varying levels of good and bad? Like if you were to equate it from the do no harm concept to hex the hell out of people because it's fun, like, is it too extreme? And how old is it really? Oh, it goes as far back as you could possibly fathom. Especially like you take it, each of that stuff started. Like, it's all like, it generates from the same energy, but it's all took off its different branches of where. And you don't have to be born into it. I was just one of the people who was lucky enough to have that. Like I was lucky enough when I was born. A lot of people look at my birthday because I was born on October 31st. Also, I was born on Shawin. And my birthday on my birth certificate is at 3.33 a.m. <laughs> my aunts always tell me that you were destined to be who you are. Uh, but you don't have to be born into it. You can do initiative. If you find someone who is a practitioner who does the whole ceremony and initiation and your diligence and you're invited into what they do, like their circle of people, because a lot of us are solitary, like myself, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I work alone. The only other person I really work with, work with is my brother, because him and I are like the same thing. We, we do the same thing. Um, but there's people out there, there's like, and you have to be very careful with that because it is extremely powerful if you do decide to go down that road and take all the steps and it takes a while. It's not just something that you can go take a three month class on and be like, because you have to be accepted by the LOA and get it and all that. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to work with this because they're going to look at you like, I'll burn your house down. <laughs> I will burn your house down if you summon me and you don't know who I am. That's what that's how Marionette is. She's not someone you can work with indoors. You never do rituals with her inside because you're liable to not have a home to die. Because she's so powerful and she's fire. She she's a protector of women and children. You have to be, you have to have a certain I'm trying to think of a word to use. You have to be a certain individual to be able to handle the types of energy and power that come from what it is. But it has its good and bad, just like everything else. Because it, it's like, I know, like, I'll talk shit sometimes on TikTok. Like, come at me. Like, I want you to come at me. Like, I like you're going to get up on here, so you're going to come at me and do this to me. I'm, I'm going to open the door and, like, win. Because after, I don't even have to do anything. My protection, people that protect me, my ancestors, the Loa, they're going to take care of you before I have to step in. If I have to step in, then you're going to, and I'll talk shit sometimes because <laughs> I'll just, you know, it's, if it gets to that point, everybody sees how I am on there. A lot of people don't approach me because they think I'm, what's the word they use? Abrasive. Uh, abrasive. Yeah, I'm pretty abrasive. And <clears throat> I'm just in, like, I'm not in people's space, but. I'm very honest. I don't know how to be any other way, but like the shit that's happened in my life, I'm built this way. Like I have to tell people the truth. Like I don't like people when they lie to me. I don't like lying to people. That's like when I do my- People reading. don't have to fucking follow you if they don't like you. They don't have to watch your videos. They don't have to spend their energy commenting. I feel like if you don't vibe with somebody and you're gonna let them know that they're abrasive, you're a fucking pussy. Go to somebody else's page and yeah. there's 
somebody for everybody. Like, I just think it's like fucking, you're such a little bitch. If you're going to sit here and you're going to comment on somebody's things, because I don't like the way you said it, go find less. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm not for the weak hearted because <laughs> I am so upfront with people. But one thing that I tell people, no, not every single person in this world is going to like you. No one single person is going to have everyone who likes them. There's always going to be people who just like you. Putting myself out there in social media and wanting to grow and become a creator and be an influencer with who I am and what I do is hard enough. Then you get all these trolls and shit and people like, well, I don't like the way you act. Well, then go somewhere else. Like, yeah, I'll open the door for you. Go. Do you want a cookie on your way out? Or, you know, because it's like with my mental health and shit, I'm open about that too. Like I have a multiple personality disorder. When I tell people I have like five people living in my head at one time, they're like, oh, you're so funny. I'm like, I'm telling you the truth. Like (laughs) I have... If you watch my videos, you can see difference. You can see the difference. And I had someone tell me that I'm a bully. I said, so explain to me why you're telling me that you think I'm a bully. Well, because you say this and this. And I said, you mean me standing up for myself after someone goes and blatantly lies about me? When someone blatantly makes a whole ass lie up about me saying, say, like divination told me when that person doesn't do divination and they just started doing divination and they're saying divination told me, say like I was getting accused of being the person who was reporting everyone. I know exactly what you're saying. And my card said it, I pulled out my pendulum. You can shove your pendulum up your ass because I'm not wasting my time on you. (laughs) If you, if you see me on there talking about somebody, you can bet with everything in your soul. I have receipts. I have pictures. I've got messages. I don't just go on there and try to say, Hey, and it takes a lot for me to do that to someone. And that's like, young, they, they, that, that's toxic. With that. Like there's people who try to ruin people's lives, pages, take people down, all because you don't like them. It's none of your business how people feel about you. I can't say that enough. Stop worrying about what other people think. That, that'll cut out a lot of that shit too. I don't care what nobody thinks about me. I'm still going to get on there and act like a whole ass. Like I just, you know. There... And people like have deleted their entire social platforms. They've stopped doing classes that they're doing, or they've deleted their Patreons, or they've deleted their websites, or they've done all these things because people on TikTok told them that they're canceled. Uh, You're canceling yourself because somebody else, but I will say there, I know a girl who literally people were giving out her children's school they were looking, they were Googling her name and putting all of her family history on there and addresses and all kinds of things. I feel like there's not enough, and this, this isn't even spiritually based, but I feel like there's not enough protection and laws about the internet. I think that that should all be deemed um, like harassment that people can be charged for, that there are actual forces that look up people's IP addresses and that there's legal repercussions because people kill themselves and and like trigger warning anybody listening I mean at this point you should know this it's fucking podcast don't listen to around your kids um last year somebody ended there they downalive themselves yeah a bully just the four that I know of I know there was a hell of a lot more but you and kids are going home from school and they're killing themselves because of things that happen at school and they're raised by I mean the fucking pickup line at school is a bully zone like I know (laughs) and I went to go uh I was babysitting one of my friends kids this is when we lived down in Surfside and she was she called me and she said I hate to ask you this she was like she had this thing because I don't have kids I was like I have a kid she's just grown like People think because I don't have a bunch of kids running around and I like kids. I'm like, no, I have a kid. I have a granddaughter. <laughs> like, I'm a grandma. But- you're a grandmother? Damn, you're hot, dude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yep, I'm 43. Uh, I am 43. I would not have guessed that you were 43. I was born in 79. I'm an old motherfucker. I had to get my eyesight checked yesterday and everything in my hair. And I was like, man, it's a good thing the doctor's hot. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Ah, uh, but 
she was like, can you go pick up my kid? She said, because I was, it was like a small ass little beach town and all you have to do is like walk. But I just ended up, I took the golf cart, like the little Kubota. And I didn't even take the car. I was like, I'm just going to drive this. Now yeah. I was like I was nuts. And I'm like, I live two lanes that way down like the beach road. Like I'm right here. I'm not going to like waste gas in my car when I could just unplug a battery. Like, and they were just sitting there honking at me. And I'm like, y'all are mean. Y'all are horrible. Like, <laughs> y'all it's like UFC parent style in the, in the school line. Like, what the hell? So you want to hear something real fucking petty? Because <laughs> I'm that bitch and I've got the time. So the first day of school, we go to drop my son off and everybody's like, anyway, he gets out of the car and the car in front of us wasn't moving and we couldn't navigate around them. Like we just couldn't. So this yellow, it's not a Mustang, but it's something shitty honks behind me. And it made me fly off my, like, I was just like, you're going to fucking honk at me when we're dropping our kids off on the first day of school. So on our drive home, this person happened to pull into her driveway and she lives on the street behind mine. And so, um, now I know where she lives. And every time I pass her house, I lay my horn on (laughs) because I've got, and like that's, I'm that bitch. I don't know. I just, I'm like, if you're going to be disrespectful, I'll make you hate where you live. (laughs) I tell you about petty. I did some petty shit and I did it on TikTok too. Like, I don't like how people are, I don't like how people are on social media, but I'll, I'll, I'll make your life a hell in person. (laughs) I did. I made, I I did it. And it was, it was the most pettiest thing I did on social media, but I was proud of myself and I still am like this chick was like she wouldn't leave me alone like I'm talking about stalker version not leaving me alone and then I finally got rid of her and then she goes behind my back and tries to start talking to my brother and it wasn't because she wanted to be friends with him it was because she wanted to do something sneaky to me he knew it and him what, and like I, bang your brother yeah like she if that's Another situation that happened, one of the people that I got rid of tried to message my old man on Messenger being like, hey, you want to hook up? I live 30 minutes away from you. And he was like, here, babe, <laughs> look, like, what are y'all doing? I don't, I don't know how you do it. Cause the way my crazy is set up, I just, I can't hear these stories. Oh. Um, yeah. What aspects of your practice are considered closed or is it just considered a closed practice as a whole? Oh, voodoo is considered a closed practice as a whole because it's the whole initiation and being born into things. And even there's even a lot of people who think that certain individuals can't even or shouldn't even be initiated into it, but they are. And that goes back to that earlier question where it was, if you had to be born in or have family ties, or can you be invited in through teachings by someone who is already in that practice? You can like say, if you go down the road of, and a lot of people get mad at me for this. If someone puts in their time, like their lifetime of learning and doing and respecting and doing their diligence, what gets me about the whole thing. Okay. If, because say like the Loa, their spirit they're not considered deities or gods or goddesses there's only one god and that's Bundy. and then you have grand and he's like the tree of life and it all stems comes from him but the only god is Bundy, and the rest of them are spirit but if that one said spirit goes to someone they choose someone how can anybody just because you're not a certain person tell them no you can't do that well if that spirit's going to that person and like constantly there's things there coming to them they see them in their dreams someone on tiktok doesn't have the authority over that spirit to tell that person you can't do that how can somebody and i'm sorry if my questions are ignorant um but they're not they're not at all it's like it's not asked enough that's what I don't get about all that's of what I want is I want a conversation where instead of 
people doing something and just being, you know, blasted online for doing something, I want to be able to have a conversation because I just think that if we understand, we can respect. And um, so how can somebody research something so that they could be initiated into it if they felt that draw without being told you're doing something that's closed? You know what I mean? Like the difference between appropriation and appreciation. I think the like learning about things to me, that's perfectly fine because you're trying to educate yourself. You're trying to see what you can and can't do, what you should and shouldn't do. Crossing the lines over doing certain rituals or things like that, because so many of them are so similar to regular witchcraft. It blows my mind, you know, and I was always taught reading about it and educating yourself on things that people tell you, okay, you don't need to, like, there's, you don't need to do that. You can't touch that. Don't read about it. How are they going to know what not to do and what to do if people don't educate themselves on it? That's where I'm like, tell me how someone's supposed to know what they should and shouldn't do. There's books everywhere. These books are all over the place. Like the older books, like you can go on eBay and find books on voodoo and hoodoo and root work from the 30s and 40s that you can get and read. And they're just like, I want, like, I want to get some of those because I just want to have them to read them. But then you have the group that's like, no, 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 you can't do that at all. No, da, da, da. And it's just a huge explosion of anger and people attacking people and all the above and you like I have my opinion about it like I think people should educate themselves on it to be able to know okay that's what this crosses into that's what this crosses into they're like okay with how how would people know this without them diving into it the Orisha and the Loa the Orisha is Santeria the Loa is Voodoo how would someone know that if they didn't, you know, and there's a lot of people who say, well, they shouldn't be messing with it to begin with. Well, I don't ask for people's pedigrees. <laughs> I really don't like, and if they tell me, okay, this is in my family. I want to learn about it. This is what my ancestors are telling me. This yeah. Is it's what, none of our business. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to sit there and tell somebody you have to show me your papers. I'm not you know, not Hitler. <laughs> like it's like right. it reminds me of. It reminds me of shit like that. Like if you that- know what really bothers me and on this same topic is the people who are Native American on these platforms and they're sharing things and they're being told that they're too white or they don't look native or prove it. And there are these yeah, you, but I, I just mean this is a it's a common thing. You get yeah. people like, it's not, my point being that it's not just in spirituality. There yeah. is this concept right. that everybody deserves and is entitled to somebody's personal information so that they can then be the judge on what this person should or shouldn't be doing. And I just, I don't vibe with that. And there are so many voices that I want to hear like on this platform. And if you have people who you know that would want to educate on like, go ahead. Terrified to speak up because they know just because they don't, okay, I'll look, you can look at me and tell, okay, she looks somewhat indigenous. But I've gotten came after when I first got on the app. Well, who are you? What's it? I'm like, that's none of your business. Like, I'll put pictures up of my family and everything, and I'll be like, oh, look, it's my aunts, you know, and and I'll show pictures of them and their regalia and everything, and there was this one person who said, oh, okay, well, then you're fine. I was like, what made me not fine before that? And why are you deciding what? for me? You don't even know me. Like, I don't have to prove anything to the next person, and I wish a lot of people, like, and that hurts a lot of people, because they don't want to speak up and they want to learn so much about their past and their family and their culture and who they are, but they're afraid to talk about it because you can't obviously tell by looking at them. 
It's like when I tell people I'm indigenous and Creole, well, your eyes are gray because I'm Creole because I'm, I'm, I'm from South Louisiana. Like you look at my dad, his eyes are so gray, they're almost white. Well, I mean, and in addition to that too, you know, you have this um, mass issue of children being taken away from reservations and being put into CPS and being taken away from like their roots and their connection. And they may not have documentation to be able to prove something. And they're trying to research and they're trying to understand and they're being pigeonholed by other people because they don't want to be accepted. But then that prevents us from being able to have conversations about children being taken from reservations and connecting them to their roots because there's immediately a wall that they're met with. And that's not something that I experience personally, obviously, but that's something that is a very real thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, take when I was growing up, my grandmother, I love the woman. I loved her with everything in my soul. She's my grandmother. She helped raise me, but she didn't want that part of me. She didn't want that part of me at all. Even though they're Creole, she did not want, and it didn't have nothing to do with me being like my mom being a bad person or my auntie being a bad person. In that small town, they were like known, I guess, of being certain types of people. Well, they didn't want anyone to look at them different because their granddaughter was not all white. And that's the time back then yeah. And down there too and they took that like I didn't get to experience the things and learn the things that I should have and they kept that from me for a long time and when I got older like that's when I got to dive into things is when I got older and it's like I'm still in a position like even on TikTok with like certain indigenous creators I find myself not asking questions and getting closer to that community because of certain individuals and the bullshit that I get back because they're like, well, you don't have this and that. And I'm like, why is it like I have to show you my papers to be accepted into your comment section? Like, I don't want to be here then. Like, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely asinine. I had a paranoia moment that something was on fire in my house because I forgot that I was smoking weed. <laughs> So I, that's why I was just moving myself. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's the bud. It may have to do with me too. I work with like Marionette. She's like, the, she's the fire in my soul. Um, but yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's disheartening to see all, especially the beginner witches. I mean, they know, okay, this is my family. This is like, so-and-so, but I don't look indigenous enough to say anything. I don't look Creole enough to say anything. And it breaks my heart, but I'm like, just, but you will get attacked. They will try to come after you and attack you. Are you comfortable with people who listen to this podcast episode and identify with something that we're talking about, reaching out to you and finding a little bit of direction for themselves? Oh yeah. I encourage them to come to my page. Like I encourage it. Like there's not one single thing that I won't talk about with people. That's why I told you that like anything you want to ask me, ask me. I have no problem. I've, I've came to a point in my life to where if you can't talk about it and be open about it, well, then there's a reason for that. And you need to work on that. All the therapy and shit I've been through with my past and everything there's a lot of things that I can hit on. Like I'm a recovering addict. Like <laughs> I used to do so many drugs. I probably created shit they do now. Like my 10 year marks on March 15th. So it's like, and a lot of it works in with who we are because I looked at it like, cause I finally found a counselor that wasn't, and it's hard to do this. It took me like four years. They're not religion based. They are open-minded spiritual sort of place to go and they don't shove Jesus down your throat till you have to pray to get better no the work that you do working on yourself your 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 shadow work you're doing it yourself you get the credit for this like I know the reason I'm sober is because the work that I put in 
And it's the same thing with witchcraft, if you think about it. The reason that you are where you are is because of the work that you put in and how you got yourself there and how you helped yourself heal and get better and get to where you're at. Nobody else gets that credit. And there's the whole thing I was like trying to say earlier. You'll get people who are seeking some kind of guidance because there's shit going on that they don't understand. And they've been fed all this religious stuff for so long that people will take advantage of that and try to manipulate them and get them to be like their little minions and shit. And these are the perfect people that I do mentorship with because religious trauma, I definitely understand fear of, and also somebody may be interested in what we're doing, but they believe in God in the like Christian God. Well, guess what? You can still incorporate that into your craft and you don't have to call yourself a Christian, a Christian witch. You don't have to do anything. You can use God as your protector in your circles, you know, like, um, yeah it's like the whole thing they were talking about i forget who was uh i've seen a video about somebody talking about rosaries and someone oh they had a rosary around their neck a couple years ago and i was like so so and they were like well that's that's uh that's religious i said witches have prayer beats i said you can literally take the rosary from catholicism and i have it wrote down somewhere because i did it one night and one of my little i was i was so stoned I was sitting there, I was just like wanting something to do either because I draw a lot too when I'm because I have PTSD and anxiety real bad. When I get like wound up, I'll sit and draw. Well, I decided to write and I rewrote the rosary in a witch form. So you can go from bead to bead and say something, you know. And I was like, what's the difference? Like it was it's being creative. That's what witchcraft is. Creating your own thing and making something out of it. Not to mention the fact that Catholicism, Christianity, it all comes from paganism originally. It comes from all right there. Like you can do it. It's like, it all meshes together. Even with who I am and what I do. Yeah. Say like the, the Loa, a lot of them, they're all named after patron saints. But there's a reason for that too. It's because they had to kind of like masquerade them as being such so they wouldn't get in trouble for practicing something other than Catholicism and Christianity when they came over here. Yeah, it's all. It's all got ties. Well, and the thing is, when you think about it, is all these people who have all of these opinions on other people's craft shit talk the church but they're doing the exact same thing that churches do you're spreading fear to people who don't do things the way that you want them done you're creating the rule that they have to follow you're wanting to inflict punishment for somebody not believing and practicing the same way that you do you're just being different about the place that you decide to do that in yeah it's like people who judge people who curse and hex and jeans it's exactly what you were just talking about that's no better than what the evangelists do, what the hardcore Christians do when they come after mm-hmm. us. You're doing the same thing, if not worse, because you're doing it within our community. And you're telling people, oh, if you do that, you're bad. No, I just know both sides, not one. That's I say it. all the time that like, I'm not going to throw people in a jar, but it doesn't mean I don't love watching other people do it. I don't have to do yeah. that for my practice. You stop that. And it's not fucking wrong just because somebody else does it. Um, If you could leave anybody from your episode today with something to take away, what would you want it to be? Follow your own heart and soul and stop letting other people tell you how to practice your own craft. Find yourself before you put yourself into a group of others. Find who you are first and then go from there. I absolutely love that. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on, for being a guest. I will. You're very welcome. Never talked on the phone. I'm like, I've got social anxiety. And I was like, I was like, my anxiety was killing me today. But I knew once I get into it, I'll be fine. But I was like, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Everybody's like, you're going to get on a a video. I was like, yes. Well, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy. Um, It's always just like a safe space of acceptance here. So hopefully your nerves went away. Oh, they did. It's like, I just kind of like, because I mean, I know you a little bit and 
I'm also going to take the pictures you sent me of your palms and I'm going to send you a video of what I see. Oh, that's so I'm sweet. Gonna completely, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna videotape it and send it to you. Okay, <laughs> so, thank you. So you can have a palm reading to see what it's really like. Stay away from people who tell you they can see your future in your palm, though. They're bullshitting you. And you don't, like, okay, I do have to say this. There's people on TikTok who say certain markings mean you have things attached to you. You don't have anything attached to you except yourself. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I would just be like, you're full of shit anyways. Yes. This person's got, like, fucking 300,000 people. And I'm like, no. You know what? It. I have learned doing this specifically because I talked to so many different people. I have learned that some of the people with millions of followers who are, you know, I'm a medium, I'm this, I do that are full of shit. Yeah. And it's, all about, um, it's all about the aesthetic and you can tell, and you can see who gives you every detail of every reading that they've ever done and whatever. Like I know, um, numbers mean absolutely nothing in the case of authenticity. And that's why just because you see a whole bunch of people aligning with it, doesn't mean it has to align with you. And if like you resonate with this- The easiest possible route and that's easy. It's pretty, it sounds good. So they're going to go flop toward it. Yeah. Unless it's not easy though, because you, you know, you're opening up people's minds to things that they see about themselves and it's not easy. It's and not that, easy. And everybody doesn't like us because being faced with who you are in a reading isn't always easy. And no matter how the message is delivered to you, if you're like, hey, you got to stop having affairs with married people, there's no way that we cannot say that. Right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, one girl ghosted me for seven days because of what I said to her. And she was like, it's not that I'm mad. I'm just still trying to process it all. Like, it's okay. You need to do it's that. It's a lot some shit like that's 30 minutes worth of me telling you this 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 and this it's like and it blows their mind yeah like I try to tell you and warn you before you come in you can't get mad at me and tell you what I see so but thank yeah. you tell you what you see but give you healing I'm so happy I got <laughs> to have you thank you so much um your episode's gonna drop Sunday so I'll send you the link when it does Okay. I'm gonna end I'm gonna end the recording real quick. Thanks everybody for listening. Bye.